Attention all passengers, please leave your seats in the upright and locked position and the trays forward. We will be descending uh, shortly. We are currently at 10,000 feet and we'll be arriving at the Tattoo Show. What's up everybody? This is Randall, your host. Get ready because we're bringing it to you. What is going on people? This is Randall with the Tattoo Show. I am uh, currently headed in route to Beaumont, Texas uh, to a private studio over there that my buddy Andy owns. We're gonna get busy today on some clients. Um, today's topic, we're gonna get right into it, is gonna be how your artist gets paid. Uh, a lot of people have that question. They don't know, you know if they should tip or if they shouldn't. Um, you know, all, this, all that fun in and out stuff will kind of give you a couple of little insiders here, but not too much, right? Because I can't get jumped the next time I go to a tattoo convention by all the artists. I don't want that to happen. So I'm just going to tell you a little. Just a little bit. Okay, so um, you either have normally booth rental, which means uh, typically you have a set price each month. You pay it to the house owner, you know, the studio owner. Uh, that's it. You, you sometimes the studio when you're doing booth rental may offer like uh, some supplies. They'll they'll supply some paper towels or something like that, gloves or not. You know, every every studio is different, of course. Um, and then on the other side of that, you have commission. Okay, commission normally typically starts at 50%, which means if you're going to a studio and your artist tells you, "Hey, man, I'm on a commission." You know, you probably should tip, definitely. Even if he's making 70%, he's still given 30% of what you pay him. You get a $100 tattoo, this guy's getting 70 bucks. Simple as that. I mean, uh, uh, you know, you know you know how to do that, that kind of math. I mean, if you don't, you probably should, like, take a course. But um, either way, man, you know, it's always, it's always etiquette to tip your tattoo artist. Uh, I'm not saying if the guy owns the place and he's keeping all the money and stuff, not to tip him. No, because you tip based on how well your session was, how good of a job your artist did, um, you know, was his hygiene good, all this stuff, man. If the guy does great work, the session was awesome, but his breath smelled like he gave a turd a BJ, then you probably shouldn't tip that much. Maybe give him like three bucks or something. I don't know. But <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it, it's just etiquette, right? You, you want to tip your tattoo artist. Take good care of them, man, because they're taking good care of you, uh, I hope. <laughs> um, so, you know, we'll, I'm going to give you guys a couple topics today because each one of these topics is short and sweet. Exactly, that's how I like my women too, short and sweet. Anyways, this is Randall until probably around noon or I don't know. I might do another one here in a second. We'll see. Love you guys. All right, people. The next topic today, we're going to get into what makes great illustrations. Uh, this is more for the artist out there. Um, even if you're not an artist, you're a client, maybe thinking about getting some work done or just a listener. Um, is it, it will help you as well and why is because you know for the client 
you're about to get tattooed. You want to understand what's making your image look awesome, right? Right. Yeah, I'm right. You know it. You know it. All right. For those of you who don't draw, you know, you just like the show and you're listening in, you know, uh, for one, thanks for listening in for no good apparent reason. That's awesome. And I love you. But other than that, you're about to learn something today. And I'm all about knowledge. And you are too. Yes, you are. All right. So to me, I think what what develops an amazing image is a few things. Uh, composition, okay? Uh, placement, and we're talking about tattoos, yes, we are talking about tattoos, imagine that. Um, placement, composition, um, originality, and depth, okay? So I don't like to see a flat looking tattoo unless it's straight up meant to be like a uh, for example if you if you love like the traditional look which I do I think it's awesome I think traditional looks really good if it's if it's done right right there's only one way to do traditional and that's the right way you know what I'm saying so but okay starting with composition all right um composition is so important in an image it's unreal you know, when you look at a painting, your eyes move across that painting in a certain direction every time. You know, um, the composition is compiled of multiple things like focal points, balance, um, color theory. You know, it's all blended in to make a dynamic illustration, right? So if I put this lady sitting on a bench on this painting, okay, I want to do this, this cool painting with a lady sitting on a park bench. All right, if I put her to the right in the center, my eyes are gonna start on her. And they're gonna move across the rest of the image. So if I do these trees that are like, you know, have this arching arms that are creating this circle pattern, you know, one to the right, one to the left, they both kind of lean in towards, towards the middle there or whatever. You're gonna, you're gonna start with her, and then your eyes are gonna move in a circle. Because naturally, as human beings, are, we're drawn to other human beings. Okay, if I did a picture of this uh, monster, right? I painted this demon crazy monster, dude. Like, looks like my wife in the morning. You know what I mean? Then it's going to be like, it's. I'm going to look straight for any set of eyes. Now, this demon can have 35 sets of eyes, just like my wife in the morning. It, it'll be, I'm going to look at those eyes first, all 35 of them. And then I'm going to, I need to go kiss my wife and so forth. I love my wife. This, this is bad. I shouldn't have said that. I love you, baby. Anyways, so... What, you know, we're drawn to things that we recognize, of course. Um, if I do this painting and I do it monotone, okay, just like, let's say it's it's all in shades of blue, but I put this, this shade of yellow or orange in there somewhere, just like one little subtle spot of orange or yellow, I'm going to see that first because it's an irregular thing. Now you can use this to your advantage, all right? If you're trying to make a statement with your art or if you're an emotional artist, and, uh, you're, just, you're just mad, right? You're just mad at the world. Like somebody keyed your car yesterday, your your roommate's not paying their, their dang rent. Like things are just, just horrible. And you just, you get like some red and black, right? Like that's the first thing I would grab is the red and the black. And I'd punch the black, I'd punch the bottle of the black and I'd headbutt it, and I would just start throwing paint at a canvas. I'd get emotional. 
I would never do that. I was just making that up. But, I mean, you know, this happens. It's got to, right? Like, I've punched a hole through a canvas before. I did. I was trying to kill a fly on the backside of it. And it just, you know, I should have moved the picture. But, but (laughs) anyways, you know, if it... If you're if you're emotional, you're mad, and you throw all this paint at this canvas. You know, there's a bunch of red paint, and then you just get like this black, and you put it on the tip the tip of your brush, and you calm down, right? You take a value and you calm down. I mean, don't don't take values, people. Don't take values; they're bad. Um, I mean, if you're prescribed them, then whatever. You know, just just calm down. Is what I'm saying. You calm down, all right? And you take that black and you just put it spot black in there, or you, you know, you, you draw whatever you want, then the eye is going to be drawn to that, right? Okay, so a little side note, like, um, we're, we're, we're on the road now, of course, as I'm always on the road when I'm talking to you guys, always, I'm driving and I'm talking, I got my headphones in, and my uh, anchor's sitting in my lap, and, I, and I'm recording into it, and that, that's, that's my life on the road. Um, so we're driving, and we just saw Baldy. And it was the most majestic thing in the world. It was amazing. It was like, it was like my mustache. It was beautiful. It's beautiful. Anyways, okay, right back at it. You know, you, you can use these things to your advantage. Um, then on top of, you know, doing doing that, doing that, or, you know, the depth and all that, that we just talked about. Um, you have balance, right? So the balance of an image, okay, if I do, uh, if I draw three dogs on this canvas, right, three dogs, they're sitting on the porch, and they're playing dominoes, right, two of them's facing each other, it's like a side profile, they're playing dominoes, right, and like, you know, there's like maybe moms in the window in the kitchen in the background cooking soup or something, and, uh, but you don't see her, you just know she's there, and, (laughs) you know, and like the third dog is, is laid on the steps or something, just chilling. Doing, doing what dogs do. Lucky suckers, man. You're so lucky. Anyways, if you put all three of those dogs to the left of an image, and then, you know, the house is with them, right? You're kind of zoomed out, and you got, like, this big field. The rest of the image is just this big field. And it's like, it's almost like um, you want you want to say this image is going to fall off. Like, so it's going to tilt to the left. Like, the right side's going to raise. It's going to fall off the nail and hit the ground. Okay, because it's not balanced. So if I were to have those that, that same picture just laid out the same way, and then I would take like this this huge, I don't know, like a like a maybe a a huge plane, like a plane crashing to the ground, and they're just playing dominoes like they don't even care, right? Because dogs don't care, they don't. So you got this big plane that crashed over here to the right. It's so big. It's a huge crash, flames, smoke. Okay, you're going to be balanced now because you have so much in such a large structure to the left. If you were to just add like a, maybe maybe just add like a little cat over here to the right, just a little bitty cat. It's still going to be all balanced. It's not going to balance out. Now you can take clouds, you know, you can see, you can see the sky. You can like pack it with clouds and stuff and you can go balance it out. Because you're adding weight. Think of it like weight. All right. Um. I wouldn't add the cat because then the scene wouldn't make any sense because those dogs are not sitting on the porch. They're, they're not. Okay? Unless they're the coolest dogs in the world. They're like gangster dogs. Like, yeah, we see you, dude. We see you. We just don't care. 
That's gangster. I like it. Anyways, that's balance. That's how balance works. All right? If you got your balance, you got your composition, you got uh, the good uses of color, you know, in your tattoos or, or whatever, um, you're, you're doing good. You're, you're, you're headed that direction. Let's talk about line weight. Line weight is exactly what it sounds like. It's the thickness of the lines. It's the weight of the lines. All right, if I have uh, an illustration uh, that's like all one size line work. A lot of tattoos you'll see are, are like that, especially traditionals, but we're not talking about traditionals. It's like a different ballpark. Again, they're awesome. But if you have different size lines, okay, let's say I, I take off like this artist, I take out this this 14 round line, right? And I line my tattoo with it, except for maybe some stuff on the inside, some detail work. And I get like a five tight or something and get in there and I, I line with that for all the detail work. Then I have dynamic line work. Pack that in with the dogs and the cat and the crash plane and the, the, the emotional red and black and all that. You know what I'm saying. Pack it in with all the other stuff. And you have an awesome, epic piece. Now, what do you got to do? You got to do placement. That's it. All right. So you take it and you want to put it on a peg. Okay. You're going to do that scene that we just talked about. You're going to put it on somebody's. Okay, it's big. So let's let's say you're going to put it across your chest, right? Well, you know, personally, I, I want to try to get creative with this. Um, so I might incorporate like maybe a negative or something over it, right? Where there's just skin. We're gonna do like wind bars or something. Like you got these uh, these flowing, but subtle, maybe one or two different sizes. Of course, you don't want this uniform look, or maybe you do. It doesn't matter at that point. But it's okay. For example, let's say you take and you lay the tattoo over it, but you put some tape down, okay? And you spray the image on with an airbrush and you pull the tape off, it's gonna leave that skin tone through there, these cool little swooshes or whatever, right? That's what I mean by these negatives, for those of you who don't understand. Um, kinda of help illustrate that in your mind. Um, but what I would do then, you know, adding maybe the negatives to make it a little bit more dynamic, even, and that also gives it depth, right? So if I take those little negative swooshes that I put in there, and I put a drop shadow on them, Okay, I do the shadow work behind them. It's gonna make that negative look like it's coming forward, which in return is gonna make the image look like it's sitting further back into the client's body. It's gonna it's gonna really take care of the whole depth thing, right? So, I mean, if, if I, I hope I hope you guys could picture that. Um, these these things are all very important with the design, right? And then on top of all of that, you have to do a good job tattooing. So your machine's got to be set up right. Your your liner's got to be running good, man. Um, you know everything's awesome. Like you got to be feeling 100%. No, I mean the whole nine yards. You got to be doing all of that stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it, clients. Yeah, our job's not easy. It isn't. And like what? We're uh, you're worried that that I'm smoking a cigarette I don't think so no leave me alone no I'm just playing I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do like do you like that 
Um, but, but I'm going to smoke my cigarette, I'm just saying. I have a ritual before I start tattooing. If I don't smoke my ritualistic stogie before I start tattooing, I, I mean, it's... I'm, something's going to happen. Like, I'm going to get hungry or something while I'm tattooing, and I'm going to end up putting, like, a piece of a piece of pizza inside your tattoo. You're sitting with me. You want this tank tattooed on you, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tattoo a tank with a piece of pizza bumper sticker, okay? Because I'm hungry now. Now I'm hungry because you didn't let me have my ritualistic cigarette. <laughs> this is Randy with the Tattoo Show, guys. Love y'all. Later.